0: This show is part of the WND Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more shows from WND, please head to our website at wndpress.com backslash podcast to see our current lineup.
1: I used to think we were were alike. I mean, we were similar. We had something together like this. You know what I mean? We thought alike. We felt the same way. But you, fuck you.
0: Happy New Year, everyone.
1: Happy New Year
0: So since since our last recording we have had Christmas, and I do gotta say I got a really fun gift from my dad. Um, you know, my dad, <laughs> I guess, uh my dad is 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 somebody who I think has always been very thoughtful, but he also, it's, you know, it's one of those things, I'm an adult child, so, uh, to him, so, like, he doesn't know what I like now, and I like so many things, so he's kind of like, oh, what do I get? So he did ask, um, he did ask around about, like, kind of what bands I like and what music I like, and he got me three really cool records. He got me Face to Face, uh, No Way Out But Through, which is their new record, and it's a great fucking record. Mm -hmm. He got me this really cool test pressing of The Undead. Um, Yes, you uh, showed this to
1: me at the party.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Um but it's but like a live album, right? It's uh, I I don't know what it is. Uh the live album though is the the one that he got me is he got oh. me a live box set of <laughs> Iggy Pop. And I got to say, I was it's so it's a recording from like uh I think it's Olympia in 1991. Um Olympia. And- and so this is at the height of like Iggy Pop's like pop career. So you know he's already put out the Passenger. He's like the Idiots already come out, and uh he's put out that song Real Wild World. Wild World. World like, you know, that song that yeah, everybody yeah. was. like So, but my favorite thing is that this is a, a three LP six side like box <laughs> set, yeah. and one of the sides ends with butt Yeah. <laughs> And that makes me so happy. It makes me so happy to think that he thought Butt Town was so good that he
1: put it on. A, that he played it live a lot in Butt In Butt Town, yeah. You uh, you showed me in the midst of a of a home filled with ch- the laughs of children and the smells of cooking food and presents so all much. over the place. And you go. <laughs> Buttown. <laughs> look it's but hey yes, look I it's Buttown. you see it's Buttown. yeah it's Buttown. yeah it's funny see
0: here ah, ah see here yeah, i thought that was great uh so That's i opened it girlfriend. up and i listened to it and it's a horrible rendition of Buttown. not the butt town was a good song anyway but it's like uh it's one of those things where the guitar play it sounds it's actually you know what i will say this it's not a horrible rendition
1: it's a very sloppy live rendition I feel like Iggy's backing band, or even when he was at the Stooges, they probably weren't known for being like spot on. I feel like it was more about the intensity they brought.
0: Yes, uh, and and really about Iggy kind of like getting people, getting the crowd r-
1: riled up, right? Like yeah, so, like being like proto Gigi Allen.
0: Yeah, without so without any of the shit. Like I don't think he ever did any shit things. He did just did no things. shit. He did peanut butter things. Yeah, he did he one did. time. One of my favorite stories is he shaved off his eyebrows and then didn't realize that your eyebrows are necessary to keep sweat from getting into your eyeballs. So he couldn't like open <clears throat> his eyes during the entire set. Um, there's another time where he thought he invented an instrument and it was just putting a microphone in the blender on stage. <laughs> God, smacky brown over there. Yeah. So, uh, so this is, it's, it's, it sounds like a punk. It sounds like a punk recording. Like it sounds like a punk show, but it's Iggy pop in 1991. So it's huge. Yeah. Uh, and he does, and he does Stooges songs. He does. I want to be your dog. He does, um, search and destroy. Uh, so he does some cool versions of that, but, and he does the passenger. He does, uh, uh, lust for life. He does like, it does like a pretty good, it's a pretty good set. Yeah. Uh, and then there's butt Yeah. And then there's butt but isn't like, there
1: always right the Butt Town?
0: Isn't there always a Butt Town? Yes, there's always a Butt Town. A um, butt town. We live in a Butt yeah, Town. So we live in a Butt Town. But no, it was it was it's a cool it's a cool record, and it's all uh like it's like a splattered color vinyl with peanut butter arrangement. It's yeah, it's covered in peanut butter. I can't play any of them; they're all covered <laughs> in peanut butter. And none of them are wearing this? shirts. None of the
1: LPS are wearing shirts. Oh boy, that's a good Christmas present. Your dad did. Your dad did quite well with that. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. Um so I,
0: you know and he still won't let me take his records home with me. His records.
1: He won't he doesn't play them. He doesn't even have a record player. Oh, oh, you mean he he won't let you pilfer through his record collection and take them home. Uh
0: so here's the thing, I won't pilfer through it. I would just take all of it. Oh, okay. Um and I would just never get rid of them cuz they're my dad's records, but like uh sure. like cuz it's a sickness like you've said before. Yeah. Um, he's got some cool records and he just won't let me ha- like bring them. I'm like, let me clear out some space in your house. Like you don't need these here. I will take these for you. And he's, <laughs> he's like, no.
1: Only these specifically is what I'm going to take to clear out the yeah. space. Yeah. What, is he, what does your dad have in his record collection? Is he got like uh, Iron Maiden, Motley Crue and Kiss? Yes. Yes. All yes. that. I got all yes. three right. Led okay, Ze- yeah.
0: Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, Black Sabbath, uh, oh, uh, Leonard Skinnerd. Ooh. Um, He's got. I he's want got, your dad's records. Yeah, he's got a fucking great. He's got Doctor Feelgood. Um. Uh. He's got.
1: He's got an whatever. original though, right? He's got like they're yeah. all first pressings. Yeah, because I, um, I have a repress of, of many of these records, but.
0: Yeah, he's got Van Halen's 1984. Uh, he's got an, a uh, an Iron Maiden number of the Beast picture disc. That's badass um, he's got peace of mind he's got like three iron maiden records and he's like the worst part of it he says like, he doesn't give a shit about iron maiden he's like <laughs> i don't like that band he's like that band sucks and he's like i'd rather go listen to kiss i'm like they're the same thing
1: they're definitely the not thing. the same thing
0: they uh, not they're the, the same, same thing in terms of like they are ridiculous like i'm not saying they don't sound the yeah, same Yeah, but Maiden. Obviously.
1: i mean maiden is i think cooler? Is cooler than kiss yeah kiss sucks
0: yeah. I hate Kiss. Like I so like growing up in that house, like it there was always music and I always liked Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was cool, but mm-hmm. I fucking hate Kiss. Like I can't the only
1: song I like by Kiss is God Gave Rock and Roll to You and that's because it's in Bill and Ted. <laughs> Dude, you know what's actually kind of um funny and stupid at the same time? What's that? Like Kiss has kind of grown on me over the years. What? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't I don't, I don't like it at all. So, you love sto yo no, like that's, that's that's such a cool guitar riff yeah it's not uh, bad every, no uh,
0: every time every time i think of kiss i think of the i think of the it, it's very specifically a clip from the video lick it up yeah. when they're walking and they're all wearing like leather and like
1: vest and they're going
0: lick it up and
1: you're like fuck <laughs> you well like, i'm not, not that, like I'm not and in that's support that's, of the the lickiest the lickiness of Kiss. I'm it's all licky.
0: It's all like they have songs like Sex Gun and shit like that. <laughs> Love Gun. Uh, it's close enough. It's just, that's what they're talking about. I mean, they're, they're talking mean, about a penis. It's a song about a penis.
1: They mean Sex Gun.
0: They mean Sex Gun. That's they what, sex gun. what they they, they try to call it Sex Gun, but they got protested for being the Knights and Satan Service. I will say Detroit Rock City, the movie, entertaining movie.
1: Mm. Yeah, Have you ever see that movie? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't
0: like Kiss. Yeah.
1: So, well, speaking of what we like and don't like, hi everybody, welcome. to I don't want to hear it. I'm Mikey, and I'm Shane, and you are listening to
0: a, uh, a the best the best uh, episode type that we have, apparently.
1: Yeah, apparently, according to my girlfriend, uh, she is not in favor of the deep dives that I work so hard on, <laughs> but it's just the off the cuff bullshit that we sling back and forth with each other on the 1 and 1 R5 which is what today is.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I've heard that a few times that people like the back and forth thing. I will say this, I I do have to give kudos uh to your girlfriend because I do think that she tolerated
1: the nonsense from last night pretty well. <laughs> she finds she finds our all of our banter uh entertaining at least. Yes, somewhat entertaining. Yes, Yes. she she does. She does get tickled when uh, especially like last night, because Matt and Jenny are in town and Chris and Jane and Casey and Jackie were there. Everybody was there except your brother, which your brother was not there, which I wish your brother was there. But uh, it it was funny because like usually Matt and I uh, usually Jenny and I gang up on Matt. Uh-huh. But I noticed this time, because Lou was there, it was sort of like Jenny and Matt, or Lou and Matt were kind of like questioning what I was saying. So they flipped <laughs> tables on me, and Jenny just thought it was really funny.
0: She was she was so tickled by that. She thought that was yes. great.
1: So it's the first episode of the new year. We got some one-on-one lists for you. But before we get to the list, why don't we go ahead and do a segment, which we haven't done in like a month. Uh, I forgot freshest. Whoop, whoop. I'm in an ape suit. That means I don't give a band that I picked it's actually two bands but one I will I will focus on for five seconds okay because they are so close to one another that I feel that they rate a mention now I've been listening to these guys a lot uh, cause I've been on my, my little gym sort of like, I got, I got my new sort of workout schedule that I've hammered out and, and I've, I've been pretty consistent on it and I need some high energy bullshit to keep me going and to keep me from getting up and literally just walking out cause I hate the fucking gym. Sure. And that band is uh hate breed. Ah, yes. Oh, and I also ice pick. Uh, (laughs) yes that is not the type of reaction that you should be having when i say hate breed or ice pick you are so not fun so uh no i'm fun i think that's
0: the thing that's the reaction that fun
1: people have to bad bands Uh, uh, you talk to almost any one of our friends and i say hate breed and ice pick they go hell yeah brother nobody says that oh uh, uh, i guarantee matt would he might not say brother but he'd say hell yeah So, at any rate, Hatebreed, for anyone who doesn't know, Hatebreed is one of those bands that was so ever-present and was so formative that, like, I just forget about them sometimes. They just slip my mind because I've listened to Satisfaction and Perseverance so many goddamn times. Hatebreed is from Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's close to Waterbury. I always say Waterbury because that's where my family's from, uh-huh. and that's where Death Threat and Pale Horse and a hundred Demons are also from. So that's pretty badass. Sure. And they were basically the biggest hardcore band of the two thousands. So anybody who doesn't know, I don't. I don't. I, I feel like nobody listening to the show probably doesn't know that. But they were the biggest fucking thing. They signed a like Roadrunner, or they signed a Universal, I think, after their first record on Victory. We talked all about them on the Victory Records deep dive. Yeah. So I, you know, we we've talked about them. Hate breed. They're heavy. They're fun. Actually, the lyrics are a lot more, uh, a lot deeper than anybody gives them credit for, and they're mm-hmm. actually very positive, despite the fact that Hate Breed is the band's name, but they got it from the Misfits song Hate Breeders. Yeah. So at any rate, I'm just going to go and just say, just remind you of the four best hate breed records, because their new stuff, it leaves a lot to write home about, and I'm not into it, and I don't listen to it, but the first it be four, heard. well, it, it will not be heard, exactly. So 97, Satisfaction is the Death of Desire, I mean, I don't know how anyone can listen to it and just not love it. I don't know how anybody doesn't love it. Yeah. So you got Empty Promises. I mean, that's the first track that comes to mind. I can't remember all the goddamn names. Before Dishonor, Jesus Christ, just so many bangers. Perseverance in O2 was the one that catapulted them in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will be heard, but have you fucking... Do you remember A Call for Blood? Jesus Christ. You want to see
0: it fail, you didn't get your
1: chance. Exactly. And then uh, Rise of Brutality in 2003. So many good ones. Doomsayer, Live for This. Just, uh, you know... (laughs) I can't not pick up weights when I hear it. And then 2006 supremacy, which was the last one that I gave a shit about. There's a lot of good songs on supremacy. And I think Frank three gun is on supremacy playing guitar. I think, and I talk about him on my next episode of hardcore hangover, which is coming out next week. Anyway. Oh, cool. So at any rate, uh, Hatebreed has put out like four more records since Supremacy in 06. They did a self-titled, which I think is bogus. When a band does a self-titled record in the middle of their discography, it's like they ran out of ideas. I don't like that. The divinity, the divinity of purpose in 2013, the concrete confessional in 2016, and way to the false self in 2020. I haven't listened to any of them. I I think I heard some of Hatebreed, the self-titled. I don't care. The first four are the best. Icepick was the side band that they did in the late 2000s. Jamie Josta and Lord Ezek. Jamie Josta being the vocalist for Hatebreed. Icepick did one record, "Violent Epiphany," two demon mouths. You had Jamie Josta and you had and you had uh, you had Lord Ezek on vocals and you had Zeus. friend of the show, yeah, friend of the show, Lord Ezek. So good. I listened to "Violent Epiphany" the other day in the gym and I threw a weight at a person and killed them and now I'm wanted. <laughs> oh, cool! I, I didn't do that i did not do that but it was still uh it was still very inspirational so hate breed ice pick ice picks not on spotify bums me out i'm fine with that i had to manually transfer it to my phone so i could listen to it but mm. at any rate go back and listen to hate breed and if you can find ice pick listen to it just some great energetic pump you up type of shit and uh, i love it and i always will and i hate you because you don't so that's it so that's i have to say i'm not gonna take your joy I'm afraid I'm not going to take your joy. I took your joy right there. You tr- you didn't take mine. I took yours. Hmm. You, you
0: say that in your face. You say that. All right. So uh, my band is a band that I know that you're not even you. You don't even know. And I know that you don't even know. <laughs> uh, but this is a band that's also not on Spotify. Um, I they're a weird. They're a weird band. And I'll, and I'll get into the kind of story. The band is called uh, Mara Akate. Hmm. And they were a screamo hardcore punk band from Indiana. They formed in 99. They disbanded in 2003. Okay. Uh, on their Discogs page, it does list their MySpace. So if that tells you anything about when they when they came from. Now, sure thing. I discovered this band because as I was sifting through trash on Steve's floor in his car, I found the <laughs> CD. <laughs> So this is a this is a Steve this is a Steve Lacour thank you uh oh, Steve uh band. LaCour. So, so Maracate, they were kind of, they were like that screamo, but they were like good screamo. It wasn't like the satious, like kind of like hot cross screamo that everybody like that has a little bit of sassiness to it. Mm-hmm. It was more so the screamo that we found from like bands like I hate myself or like there. It does feel like it's got a little bit of the creepiness that you'll find in like kind of the Richmond scene. Like you do they, they feel like a page 99 adjacent band, which mm. is cool. Um, and so they put out, they didn't put out a lot. They had a split 10 inch EP uh, with reps. Um, called Enemies of the Sun from a tour that was never on a label. It was kind of like a tour EP. Um, mm-hmm. They did a split with Race Bannon. They did a split with Fable. Um, they had a seven inch called 3777. Um, but the one that I'm going to talk about is it came out on the loan records and it was a self-titled EP. And, and what drew me to this immediately
1: was the design of the CD. Do you remember when, do you remember CDs? I do. I do. <laughs> and I remember interesting packaging and I do miss it. Yeah, I do too. So,
0: so on this packaging, when you open it up, the CD itself had that like, like kind of like on the decline, where like part of it was clear. Yeah, I like love it wasn't those. printed on that. Those were. Fun. I thought that was so cool. And this, what this hat? It's just a robot head. Like the mm-hmm. side of a robot had the robot that's on the cover of the, the EP and it's got that like kind of clear thing. And I was like, this fucking rules. What is this? And he's like, Oh, yeah, we'll listen to it. And then they just started screaming at me through, uh, his speakers. Um, so, so they, they, they did include like, you know, there's like some of the signs of the time. Uh, you know, this, the first song on it was called congratulations on your impending nuptials. <laughs> you know, like I said, and that song's like only a minute long, so it's not bad. Um, the next song is called diet usurp. Uh, and then uh, shotgun not window, and they have a song called Wolfenstein 3D. So they were in the know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think that, you know it's it's a good if you want kind of like a time capsule of that 90s screamo. That's like the good kind of screamo. This is a really interesting listen. Now you can't find it anywhere. Uh, you can it's go on, on YouTube. You can, it's not. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You have to make sure you put an apostrophe between Mara and Akate.
1: Spell the name
0: M A R A apostrophe.
1: Gotcha. A k a t e, a k a t e YouTube. Uh, Maracate tree song. Yeah, that's one of the songs. Maracate, a significant portion of their discography. Uh, uh, Maracate, that's, that's the name of the, That's a, that's a comp that they were on. <laughs> a, that's a compilation of theirs. Yeah. Maracate, three unreleased songs. Ooh yeah you just yeah look them up with youtube and and they're there i'll link it i'll link it guys congratulations on your impending nuptials yeah it's all here it's on youtube somebody saved it
0: yeah so it's there so but i think it's like one of those things that like i was afraid that it would be lost the time they're also on Bandcamp, so you can go on their band camp oh uh,
1: why didn't you fucking tell me before i went i forgot
0: and... about okay. that well that's you know now i don't need to do that okay so if you look at their demos and their uh and in uh, their a significant portion of their discography, like it straight up looks like the like that that nineties late nineties early two thousands kind of screamo uh stuff where it looks like they just kind of put everything together and printed it mm-hmm. like you know with stamps and stuff. Um, it looks like uh the Dear Diary I seem to be dead, uh like kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like everything was spray painted and
1: handwritten. That's cool. Those guys are cool
0: yeah i still have that somewhere i still have that record somewhere
1: you don't have the fairy cd do you remember I... it, was like, it was like the the penis going into the twin towers the drawing of it <laughs> i don't
0: I, I might have it actually in, uh in 2003
1: this is this yeah. is
0: very soon after they did not give a yeah. shit yeah they didn't give a shit that's kind of how it was back then
1: yeah they had like a song called like skeleton elvis or something i don't remember they weren't musically great but i love their vibe because we got to play with them and it was the first time that you know every waking moment had ventured out really and we got to play with dear diary seem to be dead who were awesome and fairies who were like crazy in new islands yeah. so yeah they play didn't they play in daytona Dear Diary, I Seem to Be Dead did. I'm not sure if fairies did. They may have. They may have. I don't remember, but it was one of those early 2000s tours. I feel like fairies
0: played in Daytona. They played the Coffee Connection with Stop It.
1: That's entirely possible. Yes, that's entirely possible. I'm sorry. Not Stop It. Stop It! (laughs) (laughs) They have
0: the two two exclamation points. What's
1: the song? The Chat Pile song? Stop It! Stop It! (laughs) Why do people live outside when they could live inside? That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll have to check it out. I, do, I I know it goes against my type, but I do I do like shit like that. I love Page 99. I love I Have Dreams. I love the bands we were just talking about, so. Yeah, I think
0: you might actually like it. Like I was listening to it, my first reaction was like, "Oh, he'll hate this." So then I wait, <laughs> I I listened to it for a little bit longer and I was like, "Wait a second. He might actually like this."
1: Yeah, I, I, I miss some of those bands. They really just left it all on the floor. You know, they had neck armor made of their own baby teeth. They'd run around and scream yeah. and bleed on the That's floor. That's this band. That's yeah. this band. It's fun. Yeah,
0: this this band wasn't sassy. They were flaily. <laughs> Yeah,
1: They flailed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the sound that yeah. your brother makes. You know what we need to do? I need to sample him doing that sound, and we just put it in as, like, you know, a bumper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he would totally do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. That's a little more thought out than my hate breed, but uh still love hate breed. But yeah. I mean, it's fine. <sighs> All right. Well, how about we get to the lists? The lists.
0: So, I um I like to read. Yeah, I know. Okay, Um, and so at the time that we're recording this, we're recording this before the new year. This is coming out after the new year, so I'm hoping to have this book as my last book officially read for 2022, which will put me in 95 books. Um, Jesus
1: Christ! That's going to put mine later to shame.
0: Yeah, that's fine. By about Uh, 85 books. uh, That's fine. Uh, So I decided to reread a book pretty recently, because it's been a long time since I've read it, and I have not read it as like an adult that can understand things is this animorphs uh no i read all all those earlier in the year do those um, count
1: towards the 95 yes of course they okay do. never mind that. i i take them. yeah my don't compliment. feel
0: bad don't feel bad uh there's only like 54 <laughs> of them though so like i have read like 54 like i uh, like like 60 other books so um, <sighs> all right so i am
1: currently reading george Orwell's 1984 oh that's a good have book. you read that as an adult um i read it in my 20s again i read it as a teenager and i read it in my 20s but i have not read it in my 30s which are uh basically almost over now yeah
0: um i haven't read it in my i can't i don't think i read it in my adulthood i think i read it in high i read it in like middle school and i read it in high school which then so here's the thing i started reading it
1: i don't know how anybody would understand this in middle school um i think honestly we were taught better back then and i did understand it in middle school Okay, that's fair.
0: Uh I mean I did uh, I did understand it too. Like I did understand that, like hey uh like dictatorships are bad and uh yeah. we don't know like yeah misinformation is a really sucky thing. I'm really concerned though. Uh because when you reread it as an adult and you kind of like overlay it on what's happening in the world today, you're kind of like, "Huh." Yeah. that's real bad. What do you think I'm always talking about? Dystopia. I understand that I know that but what I'm saying is like I always kind of know that there is this like really bad this like there is this really bad parallel right like like the world is very is very much so moving towards this type of thing mm-hmm. but my what I'm saying is that when you read it as an adult and you can overlay it and you see like not the not the large over like the looming like oh big brother is watching you like not that I'm talking about the little things I'm talking about like the very minute things where it's like you've got how, like they talk about how the proles are are they, they would have power if they were educated and they knew. And it's like these subtle little things that are kind of like dropped in the in the text. You're like, huh, this is it. This is what's happening. Um, and I'm not gonna go full conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but it is one of those things where you read it now and you're like, okay, this is bad. Um, and uh, and people are kind of taking 1984 as like a, like an instruction manual, which is not a good thing um, because it seems to be working for the people who are using it as an instruction manual. But it's great. It's written really well. Um, and I think the thing like as you read it, it's it's like it's fucking bleak. Yeah, it's it's a very depressing book. It really is. I mean, I'm not done with it. Like, I'm like it, I'm like halfway through it to kind of like revisit it. It doesn't so, have you know, a happy a, ending. No, I remember it not having a happy yeah. ending. It's Like the ending like,
1: of every 70s sci-fi movie.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely. It's it. Yeah, it's 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 as happy as the ending of uh fucking one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Um, you know, so like it's but it's one of those things where uh you look, like, even in that like it's so effective and and when you know people kind of give like you know they they hear that this guy wrote Animal Farm and they you know people kind of like uh talking animals stupid but the guy is an incredible writer George Orwell like i mean 1984 is incredibly written it's incredibly descriptive and it's so uh like effective uh it absolutely makes you feel like fear and discomfort you're tense i'm tense reading it the entire time
1: yeah it's an upsetting so, book.
0: It is, but it's good. It's done well. It's 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 written very very well. So I think it's worth revisiting. Like I would say this. My my point is more so not necessarily go read 1984. What I would say is if you had books that you read when you were in, like, high school, you should revisit them as an adult and see if they kind of hold the same meaning or, like, if you can find new stuff in it. I think that's kind of – I think that's why rereading books is important. Um, people kind of go, like, I'm not going to read it again. Like, go give 1984 a reread or Catcher in the Rye or whatever you had to read. You know, Catch-22, you know, I hear, Great I hear Gatsby.
1: Catcher in the Rye does not hold up i've heard that too i've heard that he's just a spoiled brat yeah holden caulfield's a piece of shit but yeah. i do want to reread cuckoo's nest in 1984 and clockwork orange i read that in high school too and i haven't read it since high school i didn't read that in high school i
0: read that as an adult and it was pretty pretty brutal um it Dude,
1: was i good, read though. it i read it in mr brown's class i can't remember if it was assigned but i feel like he would assign clockwork orange just to fuck so, with people yeah, no, so here's what, I, I don't know if you remember this, but Mr. Brown did
0: this. He would give you a list, and he's like, pick from this list, and they were all fucking great books. Oh, like, yeah. it was like, it was like Clockwork Orange, and I was like, I don't really want to read that, I've seen the movie. Um, and uh, and then it was like, Jitterbug Perfume by Tom Robbins, and Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut, and like, it was like a bunch of really great fucking books, so I, I took that list, and I went and got those books later, because I was like, this is, and then, you know, later I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'm just going to be Jeff Brown when I get older.
1: Yeah, I haven't read uh, Vonnegut probably since high school or just after high school, so Dude. I should probably revisit it.
0: <laughs> you, you should read. You should because he is fucking funny. Like, uh, like, I mean, just the whole comment, the comment about like the asterisk, how he got his logo. He's mm. like, people say that, you know, like he talks about assholes. He's like, people say that these are assholes and he draws it and he's like, no, this is an asterisk. This is an asshole. And he literally draws an asshole in the picture and it's in the book. And it's great. Like, it's so bizarre and ridiculous. His stuff is so, it's, it's really wonderful. Sirens of Titan and breakfast of champions are are worth a read as yeah
1: i've only read i think i've only read slaughterhouse five breakfast of champions cat's cradle I think
0: cat's it. cradle is good
1: cat's cat's cradle is good it's a weird that's a weird one though i don't remember them very well but I, I did read them like in my late teens 20s and uh i haven't Dude, read them since
0: slaughterhouse five is insane it's about a man who is unstuck in time like he's bouncing all over time because he's living like a tralfamadorian a tralfamadorian yeah. So anyway, 1984. Go revisit it and revisit books that you read in high school because they're probably really interesting to read now. Uh, yeah. Except for Catcher in the Rye. Fuck that one.
1: Well, speaking of dystopias, my number five. I recently made a purchase. Okay. And it is something that I I resisted. I did not want to get. Something that I have talked a lot about about how I will never join your cult. <laughs> I will never bow down to your math warlock who looks down upon me from the digital sky. Uh-huh. But when I went into the store, into AT&T, the guy's like, dude, just get this one. And it like lowers your phone bill by $30. And I'm like, how? And he's like, "He. this is literally what he said. He goes, it's magic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so my number I, five I is. I like that guy. I bought the new iPhone uh the 14 Pro. Apparently the Pro is a big deal. Pro type yeah. dial So I got the it's the newest most advanced iPhone at the moment, right? Yeah, so until how, next week. Yeah, until next week. How am I on the cutting edge? How did that happen? I don't know. Um it's I mean but it's cool. Like what do you what do you like it so far? Okay, so here let's get into it. So I've had an Android probably for the past uh I don't know, 9 ten or 9 or 10 years. I had an iPhone way back. I dropped it. It shattered into a million pieces. <laughs> yes. I was so angry. Uh I had a my I will say and I know this makes me I know this goes with my type. My favorite phone back in the day that I had was a BlackBerry. I loved it because I could of type. It was. I could type on it and it was it was just perfect. But okay, so <laughs> They don't make the active the uh, the uh the Android active whatever it fucking was where I could literally hurl it at the wall and it would be fine, drop it in the toilet, sure. didn't matter. They don't fucking make it anymore because they don't make any money because no one ever replaces that phone if you buy it, which you don't because you're you're in the cult. But I do like it. <laughs> I okay. do like it. I uh I I like it. It's uh for some reason when I type I don't misspell anything. And I know that's the phone thinking for me, but also the fact that, like, there's just something about the keyboard, like, where things are and the space. Of, I know you can adjust that type of shit, but I don't usually fuck with that. But, like, I, I, I grammatically correct everything I type. That made me happy as I was typing my first text message. I'm like, oh, I could just fucking blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's, like, a million features. So the face ID freaked me out. I did do it. But I almost, <laughs> when it came up to say allow or don't allow, I almost hit don't allow. But then I'm like, I'm never gonna fucking yeah, find this again.
0: But your DNA is already at the Walmart robot. Like they've already <laughs> created a clone. That you're gonna spit out in one of the aisles, and you're gonna scream at the pasta. Here, so yeah. like it's not gonna be the iPhone that does it. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Amazon warehouse.
1: Well, the thing is, like Google already has my DNA because my parents did the the 23andMe, and then I did the fingerprint to get into my Wells Fargo account on my last phone. Now I literally just. Look at my phone and my bank account opens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And it was funny because Matt was saying last night when I was talking about it, he's like, The CIA does not want anything from you. And I'm like, I know that. It's not about the CIA, it's bigger than that. What they're doing, I think, and now I'm a party to it and I don't care anymore because I've just gotten lazy. I think they're gathering all of our. Our data, and they will replace us one day with Golas. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> we will be grown in the axolotl tanks, and we will be, it, it, they will replace us with easily controllable Gola clones. And then, you know, then it'll just be easy for all the people at the top to fucking do whatever they want. But actually, it doesn't make any sense because they do whatever they want anyway. I right. don't know. I, I like the phone. And for some fucking reason, I only have to pay five bucks a month for it for the next three years. <laughs> for the next three years.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's like, you know, if you decide to trade it in later, like you get trade-ins and stuff too. So like it ends up working out. But like I'm glad that you joined it um, because now I don't have to stare at that green fucking bubble in our text <laughs> messages anymore.
1: Dude, the group text for some reason, my, my, my Android was just getting hot and then it wouldn't work. And I'd have to restart it. And then, like, the group text, I would send it to a group text, and it would go to one person in the text. It's like the phone was like, hey, fuck you. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I do like the new iPhone. I'm a part of it now. I have fucking Spotify. Like, I it's, it's a real problem. But yeah, I'm going down with the rest of you, so that's my number five. I like it. I'm uh,
0: well. Welcome. Uh, if you have any questions, um, you can ask my <laughs> daughter because she knows how to do all this stuff. And I'm just like I use it for emails.
1: Yeah, I my almost email got machine. I almost got AirPods too, but then I was like, Nah, I'm not spending the money because I I have wireless. Uh, I have wireless earbuds. I'm gonna get AirPods. I'm the AirPods are worth it. AirPods are worth it. I'm, not, worth I'm it. not getting them right now, but I was gonna get them the other day.
0: Yeah, uh, I need to get new ones because my one one of mine just goes. and the other one just buzzes the entire time i don't know what happened i must have dropped them or something but like they are horrible so i gotta get some new ones all right, so my number four is totally related to that. So, mm-hmm. so I, I I got myself a new phone not too long ago. Uh, mine is in in the green, but uh, mine's a little bit more. Uh, my I, I actually really like it, but I don't like uh, where this is going. And that my number four is uh, a movie called Terminator Two: Judgment Day. <laughs> So I recently watched this again, like it. every now, like, cause like the thing is, is like, I'll try to watch new movies, but I'm like, I don't really want to pay attention to anything. Cause I'm so tired of paying attention to all the things all the time. Um, <laughs> So I want to pay to, I want to just watch something that I can just enjoy. And man, like talk about a fucking perfect movie. Yeah. T2 is a fucking great movie. It's great. It's great from the beginning. It's, it's nonstop. It is so crazy. Um, And it's like, it's, kind of like a little bit ridiculously violent Mm
1: -hmm. like you do that shit back then like robocop remember how fucking
0: violent robocop was yeah robocop was a little bit different though robocop was like uh so i learned this i learned this today um jack parsons who was involved in developing uh like rocket jet propulsion yeah um, yeah i just listened to the series oh i just listened to it too uh apparently he was responsible for the 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 uh the the things the what are they called the bullets, the fi- the the bullet like the wounds. Oh yeah, the yeah. Explosives. The squibs, the squibs, the squibs. So his company that he founded after, and this was well after he blew himself the smithereens. <laughs> 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 he 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 was responsible for RoboCop Two Squibs. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. One. Also, I think that's the first time I've ever said "blown to smithereens." <laughs> <and> it's in a <laughs> person. He was. It's also a very funny, funny thing to say.
1: Definitely blown to smithereens. <laughs>
0: His last words were, ah, don't worry. <laughs> and then he fucking blew himself up. Uh, anyway, but like the squibs on this one, like when, when they're in the hallway in the mall mm-hmm. and he's like firing into like into Arnold's back, just like pop, 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 pop. Like they look so real. And it just like it, it the, the scene where he like fucking when he's the stepmom or the foster mom and he stabs the dad in the head through the milk carton. Yeah. Violent. Very violent. Scary. T one thousand man, he was T one thousand was
1: so scary. Oh yeah. That's why every time I see Robert Patrick, I'm like I'm just expecting him to turn into a liquid puddle any any second in any movie yeah he's
0: gonna he's gonna poke somebody's eye out see everybody was worried about the fucking bb gun from christmas story they should have been worried about robert patrick in his (laughs) in his fingernails um because that was that i mean but like i'm saying like this this, the entire movie is so great because you know sarah connor is not some damsel in this dress she's like just like this fucking badass that wants to kill everything she's like Um, ripley
1: in alien 3
0: when she's just had enough yeah, she's gonna go kill some innocent man in his house to prevent the future like from happening. It's so great, dude. It's just such a good fucking movie. The practical effects in it are great. Um, I mean, the 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 CGI in it is not perfect, but for nineteen ninety one, oh yeah, pretty impressive,
1: dude. I haven't watched it in so long. I really need to. Um, you that's should. A re- that's a rewatch because I've I've rewatched RoboCop more recently than i've rewatched uh 22. robert cop yeah robert cop i have re- i have uh, rewatched the first one within the last couple of years i was on a i was on a schwarzenegger kick and a stallone kick for a while
0: yeah i mean that's great i love that uh i, I will say too uh the soundtrack for terminator two fantastic <laughs> uh that is the only guns and roses song i like oh we've established this yes i'm just saying it again because it's a new year and so we might have new listeners oh you so, think anyway. new listeners come with a new year <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what happens. People are like New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna listen to shitty podcasts. Here we are. So no, but I, I it's anyway. I I love it, and I and I think I part of the reason I wanted to watch it is because I'm fucking sick of hearing about Avatar. So I was like, <laughs> I want to watch a good. I want to watch a good James Cameron movie. I don't I don't give a shit about the Navi and all that stuff. Who cares? You know, I've never seen Avatar. I also have never seen Avatar because I have seen Fern Gully, so why would I need to see the same movie twice? seen the Smurfs, so... (sighs) I've seen the Smurfs. I've seen all the things that it is. I've seen all the things that it is. I will watch Titanic. Titanic is a great original flick about a boat sinking. I don't need to watch about blue people saving the rainforest. There's plenty of... I'll go watch a fucking documentary on it.
1: I have not watched a James Cameron movie... A new one, probably since Terminator Two. I've never watched Titanic. I've seen it. I've over the years. I feel like I've seen it because I've seen so many clips of it. But I just yeah. didn't give a shit. Like I know I the story s- now. Like I don't. I care. will say
0: this. I'll
1: say this. Titanic's pretty good. Titanic I mean,
0: is pretty good. When it's the a boat good story.
1: splits, uh, I've seen that definitely. That scene where people are falling and like banging off the side of the boat and shit. That's crazy. But uh, I mean, like Bill Paxton's in it. Yeah, I know Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's always in James Cameron movies.
0: Yeah. So I think it's I think Titanic is good. Anyway, Terminator 2 is a better movie. I would watch Obviously. I would watch Terminator on Titanic. <laughs> I wanna I wanna see I wanna see Arnold Schwarzenegger hunt down Leonardo DiCaprio on a small ship and then just and it's his fault the ship
1: sinks. Yeah, that's the part of Titanic we didn't get to see.
0: Yeah, the 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 guy in the biker jacket. Oh, actually, you know what? Because he takes the the t- the, the the clothing of the period. I think you just kill Billy Zane and take his fucking tuxedo, <laughs> and walking around looking like
1: F. Scott Fitzgerald with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's good. Yeah, one. I thought so. Okay. Well, speaking of violent futuristic, uh, you know, happenings. Uh-huh. my number four is a game and it is a game that is called the callisto protocol oh you were talking about this game yes i've been waiting for this game for a while now and the reason i've been waiting for the game is because it is it was uh the creation of one glenn Schofield, who is the guy who created the dead space series so scary. Yeah. So, if for anyone who doesn't know, Dead Space and the Callisto Protocol, futuristic, very influenced by Aliens and The Thing. It's the sort of it's a survival horror action game. All of them are. All the Dead Spaces are, and this new one, the Callisto Protocol, where you, uh, you know, you play the guy. You're basically it's 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 Die Hard in space. You're the guy, and you've got to get through this this uh, gauntlet of 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 violence, and you're fighting you fight these the
0: Hans the the Hans Graboids
1: right yeah you got to you have to basically fight all these tentacled monstrosities and you know deal with a massive hive mind and shoot and stomp and rip your way through it's a very they're all very bloody violent horrifying games very scary um but the Callisto Protocol is like a step up because it's you know it's this generation it came out for PS4 but also PS5 and uh I really like it. I haven't finished it. I got two chapters left. There's like eight chapters in the game. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, but it's not because I don't like it. It's just because I it's because I went back to Elden Ring just because I love it. But Sure. And I've been reading a lot anyway, so I haven't really played that many video games. However, the Callisto Protocol is great. I think people should definitely check it out. So basically what happens is you take the role of this this, you know, every man type dude, Jacob Lee. He's uh you know he's a smuggler and Jason Lee a skateboarder. Jason Lee, yeah, he's a skateboarder. Spike Jones is there. Jeremy London's <laughs> there. But uh you know, he he's a smuggler. His ship crash lands on this prison planet or, or this planet that's got this prison. It's called the Black Iron Prison. This is in the year like 23 it's 2320. You know, distant future, dystopian. You know, they get he gets to this horrible prison and like he he gets stuck in the prison, but then something happens. And, you know, he gets, he escapes his cell. There's madness everywhere. People are being ripped apart by these prisoners who have like mutated and changed. So there's like, you know, there's all kinds of horrible monstrosities coming at you out of the dark. And the the thing that differentiates this from Dead Space, Dead Space is a little more Lovecraftian, but this one is too. But Dead Space is like way more with the tentacles. Sure. But this one is more melee combat. So you do get guns, but early on you get this, like, electric baton, and it becomes your main weapon. And you have, like, a dodge mechanic where when the monsters come at you, you can shoo, shoo, and then you can fucking just smash them in the face. And every time you hit them, like, blood goes everywhere. Like, it's very violent. (laughs) And you basically go through the levels of this prison, and then beyond the prison there's other stuff on the planet that you experience, but I'm not going to get into that. But you you basically beat the shit out of everything that crosses your path. <laughs> like you don't just shoot it. Like Dead Space, the whole thing was you gotta you had to sever the limbs of the monsters to get them to die, which was really cool. But this one, you literally just beat their fucking heads. <laughs> so it's just a gods hate show in space. <laughs> it's just, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the sound
1: effects when you when it connects, just <laughs> I mean, it's wild. There are some there are some minor issues, you know, some things that they could approve, improve the patch, you know, like not, not saving the inventory, you know, when like you, it only saves at very specific spots. And if you fuck up and die, you got to go all the way back. So there's, there's a few moments where you will be frustrated, but they are few and far between fucking game looks good. It's horrifying. It's really entertaining and it's fun. And they are making remaking dead space. Uh, that's coming out next year, so I'm I saw real excited about it because I love those games. Yeah, so this is a good holdover until you get to experience Dead Space again, and uh, I, I, they're going to do DLC for this. So this this story's not over when it's over, and I'm psyched on it, man. Callisto Protocol, it's it's cool. I'm going to finish it. Uh, I'm going to finish it in the next couple of weeks.
0: I feel like I want to see a story because I think this guy does that kind of like body horror kind of like weird, like extra dimensional stuff really well. Like, I would love to see a story where he's like, you know, it's like a mining team and they accidentally drill a hole into hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's not Doom. Well, they kind of do that in Dead Space. They crack the planet with a, cr- a planet cracker, which is a big ship that... You- <laughs> it's a giant nutcracker that they put <laughs> the planet in the mouth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it puts it in the mouth, <laughs> and you, like, mine it. But they that's when they discover the marker, which is the artifact that, like, creates convergence and, and basically knits all the dead bodies back together, so they're like... <clears throat> yeah, but,
0: yeah, okay. I think
1: drilling a hole into hell would be sweet. Not for yeah, me. I'm down for that. Just for a game.
0: I mean, I don't want to go.
1: I don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that. Keep that
0: there. I mean, I would just watch. I would love an event like it's just an event horizon
1: game. Dude, they're supposed to do an event horizon series. I don't know what the holdup is because that's a property that has not been, you know, used to its fullest potential. Event horizon could be survival horror action game. It could be a TV series. There needs to be a fucking sequel. There's so many people that want to see that. And yet, uh, what do we get? we get fucking it's so scary what what's 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 a new movie that's out right now that's dumb
0: uh a new movie out that's right now that's out right now it's
1: dumb smile no that was like a couple months ago i don't I know. heard that was pretty good though uh, it looks fucking stupid i heard it was good well whatever i want I watched more a movie Aven called Horizon. strange world that was pretty good what is that the d snyder movie no it's disney oh it that's disney movies. That's, that's Strangeland. i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, Land is different. That's Strange, like about Strange a, World. It's like about a snuff movie that, that stars D. Snyder. Oh, yeah. No, no, thanks. Nine no, inch, thanks. Nine-inch like Nails that. soundtrack. Sorry, I forgot. Don't like that. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot
0: about that. Yeah, oh, Strangeland was yeah. very That upsetting. was a weird thing. That I was, was a, very
1: scared, I, man. What a weird time. Very weird. 8 millimeter wasn't long after that. There's some, something going on. 8 millimeter was a Nick Cage movie, right? Yeah, and it was Horrifying.
0: So speaking of space horror and body grossness and all that, um, sure. I finished another book since we started this, this show. I finished. <laughs> I started to finish one. Oh, since we uh, started no. the episode, you finished it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I finished. I finished several. Uh, no, I finished another book um, that I think you, that we talked about briefly, but I have to bring it up here because I really appreciated it, and that was *Children of Dune* by Ooh. Frank Herbert. <laughs>
1: now you're talking my language.
0: Oh my god. Uh so I'm not gonna do a Dune for Dummies. Yeah, segment, yeah, I'm but, not doing it either uh, today. But. I, I'm not doing all that. But I will say this. I think this is one of the more entertaining of the series so far. I mean the first Dune book is is incredible. Like it's it's yeah. the it's the book you gotta read. Like in and arguably you don't need to read anything else if you don't want to. Arguably, yes,
1: you are correct, I think.
0: But I think you should. Um and so Messiah is a really cool story. Um it's it introduces some really cool things. Uh, but Children of Dune mm-hmm. is wild. There are so many twists and turns. There's so much conniving in that book. Yeah. There are I, I do like I do like the the introduction of um the other house, though. Like I did appreciate kind of that lore building. Because like they like they had talked about the other house. The, mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's the, the, the House of Atreides and there's the House Harkonnen. And then there's uh, what is it? House Corinthians, House Carino. Carino. That's Carino where the right.
1: I believe that's the house
0: of the emperor. That's the house of the emperor. Right. Yeah. But they spend more time in that in that space. And I like that idea of like all the people and like kind of the power grab situation um, and talking about that. You've talked about that before with like the the movements and stuff like the political movement and the philosophy and stuff. It's a faint so within I, a faint within a faint. Yeah, I like that. Um, I uh, one thing I will say about this is that without, I'll do as 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 spoiler free as I can. But I will say, if you want to read it, get maybe maybe fast forward a little bit. We'll skip to
1: fifty one fifty eight. Shut up.
0: If you want to avoid spoilers, so at the end, Leto becomes a worm. That's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guy. told me, yeah, you yeah you told me that that was gonna happen. Uh, you said you didn't I mind read, spoilers. I don't mind spoilers, no. But I was like, I. so the thing is, is the reason I don't mind spoilers because I was kind of going like, well, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> um, how's, how's a man become a Shia Lute? And then I realized, oh, he's not a man. He's a child. Um, and then also, <laughs> uh, like, uh, he's a child with a bunch of man's memories in his head um, because he's got thousands and thousands of his ancestors' memories. In his, th- that's a whole different thing. Um, yes. But there Ancestral was nobody... Memories. Yeah, there was nobody in this book I liked.
1: I like Duncan Idaho in this one. Everybody likes Duncan Idaho, including Frank Herbert. He likes him a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's you're fair. right. There, there are a lot of people in the book where you're like, I, I don't, I have no connection to this character.
0: Yeah, I didn't like. And it was, it, you know what it was? like, it was very easy to hate everybody in this book. I think I felt bad for Lady Jessica.
1: Yeah, she's kind of a sympathetic character. But also, she's part of the Bene Generes that causes the problem. So, like, I don't really care about, like, what she's got to deal with. If it wasn't for her being in love with the Duke and giving him a son, there, like, thousands of years of history in the Dune universe would not have happened because there would have been no Paul and there would have been no Lado II, the the tyrant. Yeah, the sandworm tyrant. She fucked things up for thousands of years.
0: Yeah, she really caused a ruckus, um, but I was really, I will say, I was really disappointed that uh, Aaliyah, the knife, yeah, was not, she was the villain villain of this story, and I was, like, bummed about that because I really liked her in Messiah.
1: Yeah, she was great. I hate I, like the thing that really I loved was that Baron Harkonnen was one of her ancestral memories. He comes back. Yeah. He starts talking to her and I'm like, "They worked. You worked the fucking Baron back in. That's so awesome." And then yeah. she dies such an ignominious end. It's yeah. such a it's such a like that's it. And then what happens to Paul? You're like, "That's it. Muad'Dib, that's what happens?"
0: Yeah. I, I was, it was but I do I will say I I did enjoy I enjoyed the the part of the story where like they they included the other sieges that were like the disgrace sieges and like yeah. the rundown smuggler sieges. I did like that. I did like uh, that 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 Lito was like the desert demon
1: for a while. Yeah, I thought like that was zipping cool. across the dunes because he's covered in sand trout. Yeah, dude's like a fucking eco terrorist. It's great. <laughs> like it, it was like it was a really it was a really
0: cool story. Like it was really really interesting. I'm I'm. I I know kind of what you said about the next couple of books and I'm hesitant to pick them up and like dive into that again because I'm like oh, I don't
1: know that I'm ready to trudge through the rest of this but I'm excited to read the next couple God Emperor is worth your time um, I'm gonna definitely talk about the last two uh, in a couple of entries <laughs> okay all right we'll get to it all
0: right so that's my number three and end spoilers End spoilers here we are and uh, I like Children of Dune and I'm ready to read the next few yeah good yeah i'll get to them at some point i've got one two three four five six
1: seven seven books to finish before i get there so next week i'll read it i can read two at a time i don't know how the fuck you do it man
0: uh well i i I try to like i try to like finish a few i try to only really like i mean i don't know i read a lot of them at the same time so it really depends on what tickles my fancy but uh i've got the stand that i'm gonna read in between there too so Mm, i love the stand stands yeah i've read that one
1: twice and it's great.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm excited about that because uh I just I finished the last Stephen King book I read was it. Um and that was a lot to get through. It was good. It was incredible. It's yeah. one of my favorites, but it was it was the stand is a is a pretty thick a thick uh a
1: thick boy. I think that might be as long as book, the stand. Uh it is longer. How many I thought the stand was like over a thousand pages?
0: Uh yeah, the stand is over a thousand pages. Let's see. I've got yeah, a copy it's right like eight hundred. Uh no, it is also like it's like eleven hundred pages.
1: Oh man, it's been a while. Um, the stand might be just as long. Okay, cool,
0: cool, cool, cool. cool I cool.
1: have to. The thing is, I have I have a lot of books that I want to get. Chapter
0: seventy six.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of books that I want to read that I haven't read yet. But in the next year or two, I'm going to commit myself to going back and rereading the Dark Tower saga with the graphic novels first then rereading Salem's Lot, It, and The Stand, and Insomnia, the ones that truly tie in the most, because I haven't read any of them in about 12 years. And I've read all of those twice, but it's been 12 years, and I really want to re-experience it. Man, uh,
0: Dark Tower, going back through that, like, was fucking brutal. It's great. I mean, brutal
1: in a good way. Like, it's yeah intense, though. Yeah, I want to reread them all uh, again. I, th- I feel like every decade I should reread all those books because they are yeah, my favorites. get your sads ready. <laughs> well, for number three, I have a short one, and it's something that I have done. Um, I've I've killed somebody, and I'm I'm leaving now. I <laughs> yeah, you brought that up earlier in the show. I you said you're them. This is not me being coy. I've not killed anybody. I've not hurt anybody. I'm a I'm a I'm a wonderful person. But what I have done, (laughs) what I have done, I'm not a minimalist. That's not something I could ever be. But I have gotten pretty proficient at minimizing extraneous things that I don't need that low level stress me out or feel like obligations. That's my number three, minimizing some of my shit. So here's the thing. I, I... I basically had a whole life change like two years ago. I got rid of a massive amount of things. I'm talking like m- all my DVDs. I only kept my Blu-rays and maybe 20 DVDs that I didn't have on Blu-ray, like my 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 favorites, you know? And, I, and since I've replaced many of those because Blu-rays take up less space, they look better. Sure. And also when you're rebuying something, you're also like, do I really want to rebuy it? Do I really give a shit about this? No, I don't need it. Fuck it. Pfft, gone. And I, I had to pare down all my books. I had to pare down everything that I owned. And now, many I have, I have a, I have a nice big uh, entertainment center with doors on it, and I have some stuff in there. And then I have a nice bookcase that's, it's not crammed, but there's, there's stuff in it. It's got my books, it's got my Blu-rays, it's got some collectibles and things like that. And I was like, I like the way this feels. I like sure. that I'm not, I'm not up to my ears and shit anymore because. Of my DVD collection of which I probably had about 500 DVDs, I I'd watched probably 300 of them. And I I'd watched those 300 probably many of them multiple times, but then I had like 200 DVDs that I'd never fucking watched and they just sat there and I'm always like I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. When you keep saying I'm going to get to it, it kind of becomes like I don't even want to get to it. Like, yeah, the fuck. And I had I had a lot of books that I hadn't read. Okay? And stuff that I didn't, I bought like on a whim. And I was like, I'm probably not gonna read this. And now it just sits on the shelf. So the other thing, I, I, so that's the first thing I did. And that was a couple of years ago. And I like the way it makes me feel, it makes me feel lighter. Now I started to realize that digitally, I had a lot of shit piling up. And I did not like the way it felt. So the other day, I went into all of my streaming services. HBO Netflix Hulu Amazon Prime I deleted everything except the shit that I'd already watched and like maybe one or two things that I know I'm definitely gonna watch and then I went into Amazon all my lists of all the things like I want to buy these books I want to buy the deleted every single bit of it and then I just I I put two books that I wanted to buy on my list and I bought them and then they were off of my list and then I went into Spotify and I was like, why do I like all these fucking bands that I don't like? Unfollow, 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 unfollow. I, it, and I lighten my digital load as well as my physical load. And there's something about it that I really like. I, Chris, I, we, See, Chris Tharp was sort of my inspiration for this. Because Chris, like, has nothing physical anymore.
0: <laughs> like, at all. He's got like, a I Mac. stayed with him.
1: He has nothing. He's got a Mac. He's got clothes. He's got, like, five records that he likes. And he's got an iPhone and that's it that's all he needs because and 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 cameras that's all that he needs yeah (laughs) i can't do that but i'm i i i deleted shit off of hard drives that i was never going to use and it just felt great so my 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 hope is that if you are comfortable stacking all your shit up and being fine with that stay that way that's great but i was not so if you feel like literally look at your hboq and be like, am I ever going to watch Sharp Objects? Why the fuck is it on here? Get it out of there. You're, if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it. You don't need to put it in the fucking in the lineup because it just sits there and stares at you. Like, when are you going to watch me? When are you going to experience this? When are you going to make the time? I don't have the fucking time. So lighten your digital load. Lighten your physical load. You will feel so much better. And that's my number three.
0: That makes me feel horrible. Because I feel <laughs> like. So, so I. So here's, so th- th- I think what I would say about that is it's probably contextual, right? Like, so it depends on really kind of what your 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 stuff is. Like, I personally would have a hard time getting rid of stuff because I'm very paranoid and very anxious about things. Like, I don't hold, I don't hoard. I wouldn't call it hoarding, but I would no, say that I definitely is, hold on to things. Your office is
1: neat. It's organized. Ah, my
0: my office looks like a fucking mess right now. Oh, well, your bookshelves like, don't. My bookshelves are always neat and tidy. My if you were to go on uh, all of my hard drives and stuff, like they are organized quite well. Like I know where everything is on all my hard drives. Nothing is out of place. Like mm-hmm. that maybe that's the part of the sickness. Like but but like I do like all my music is the same way. My music is like in order. It is in order. Like I have certain orders that I put it in and 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 I just like for me like the kind of work I do and the like with my degrees and like the assignments I've done and stuff like that like even though they don't count anymore like I still keep everything uh like all my I have all my assignments that every paper that I've ever written I have saved just in case something gets called in the question
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's fucking terrible it's it it's
1: horrible but that's like like I would feel I would feel stressed out if I didn't have that well then yeah it's it works for you it just it stopped working for me I mean I legitimately. I went through all the podcasts that I was subscribed to and I unsubscribed from so many of them and I deleted so many downloads on my phone and I finally was just like, okay, I love Last Podcast. I love Tim Dillon. I love, uh, you know, I love Old Gods of Appalachia and I have all these other horror podcasts that I was subscribed to. I'm like, I'm not even fucking listening to them. i get out of here. And, you know, I had all these playlists that I made. I was like, delete them, you know? Sure. And And it just, I felt so much better and honestly right after i deleted everything off of amazon i got like some gift cards for christmas i bought some shit you know i was just like oh i know i want this i know i want this i know i want this but it wasn't sitting there on a list where, to where i would scroll through and be like i can't even pick which one i want to spend the gift card on i just it, it was it makes me feel free yeah,
0: I, so I will say, here's what I'll say about that too, is like, so everybody kind of like you and Matt were giving me shit about how many books I read all the time and like how you don't know how I do it. Yeah, like I have a system for it and that system is catching up on all the books that I've had since I worked at Barnes & Noble, like <laughs> yeah, and, and reading much. all those books and and like some of them I picked up and I start reading halfway. I'm like this book this fucking blows. Like I just, <laughs> I just try to read, um, uh, love and sex in uh, Paris or something like that, which is a book. I was like, I was like, I'm going to steal this cause it sounds like it's fun. And it is somehow, some way this guy made reading about sex. So boring. And like, I was like, I don't give a shit about any. I never want to go to Paris. I don't need to see it. Like, I don't need any of this. So why am I reading this? And I was like, and this and it's from like an old bald white guy. Like, I don't give a fuck what you've got to say about this. Like, I don't care. So I ended up like, it's it's on my did not finish list. And I just am like, okay.
1: Do you have a did not finish list? Uh,
0: yeah, I have several. uh Satanic verses is on my did not finish list. Oh, fuck Anton LaVey. He's such a douchebag. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. It wasn't Anton LaVey. It was Salman Rushdie oh right 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 right. yeah you're right also very difficult to get through for different reasons um uh so anyway i've got a do not did not finish list because i'm like yeah these books suck
1: do you have a good read because i've learned
0: i have oh yeah i have a good i have a i have several shelves on goodreads deleted that shit too no you're missing out i don't even i I, I don't
1: know what i read anymore and i don't give a shit i don't even know what i want to read no more
0: I don't even know what there is to read and what I want to read and what I don't want to read no more <laughs> alright well speaking of collections uh, my number two is definitely going to tie into that um, but in a different way digital collections um, uh, not digital monsters but Pokemon so my number two is oh. Pokemon Scarlet I've been playing this for the last couple of days Okay. so
1: I fucking love this game <laughs> Did you ever play any you never played any Pokemon games? I couldn't I dude I couldn't get into it or Dragon Ball Z. It just escaped me. I thought it was so dumb. Well, you're dumb.
0: Uh so like <laughs> you're dumb. You dumb. You fucking stupid. Uh so here's okay General premise of every Pokemon game is there's usually two or three storylines going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's typically three. There's the storyline of you got to catch them all. So your goal is to complete your Pokedex, which is what like stores all your information. And every game's got like 150,
1: 200 Pokemon
0: per game. And that appeals to um, you
1: because you have to complete. You must. Cause complete. I am a completionist. Yeah. This
0: game is, is fucking horrible for me. Um, <laughs> so now, now at this point in time, like across the entire gener- all gen all all the generations, there's nine generations of Pokemon. Cause there've been nine series and there's like over a thousand Pokemon and I've got to catch them all. It's a compulsion. Um, but so, so th- that's one storyline is you got to complete that. The second one is that you're a trainer. So you're training your Pokemon to fight other people and to kill their Pokemon or to make them faint. But like you're killing them. And so your goal is to kind of beat all the gyms and become like the champion of the region. So mm-hmm. that's the second one. Okay. Sure. The third one is usually there's some kind of nefarious group. It's Team Rocket, Team Skull, Team Star, whatever it is. And they're the bad guys, and they're always trying to foil your plan. So you've got to fuck them up. Um, and so But you've got to use your Pokemon to fuck them up. So all the games have that. Uh, they all have different fighting mechanics. They all have different things. But the, but the thing with this game is, with Scarlet, is that, like, the other games, you kind of follow a linear path. You can't get to the next town. You got to go through, like, certain routes. There's different things that are blocking you and all that. This one is, like, an, an entire open world. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can go anywhere on this entire island and just go go to any gym, go to any part of the island. You don't have to wait. You can go to, like, different places, and they will fucking kill you. Like, you, you're like, oh, I have a level 5 Pikachu. And then you go into the ice caverns, and it's like, oh, level 50 dragon is going to fucking, like, kill you forever. Like, you are dead. It's your Pokemon. It's going to eat your Pokemon and then eat you, and then people are going to be like,
1: where's where's Ash? Where did Ash go? Is Ash
0: still the guy, the kid? Is that who you still play? No, you play as yourself. Like, you play as yourself. So... Oh okay. Um yeah. Uh so this game is open world. There are those three storylines. There's you fight Team Star, you're completing your Pokédex, um and you are becoming a trainer. But also there's another storyline where you are collecting, you're fighting the Pokémon Titans, which are the giant Pokémon guardians that live on the island that are protecting the Urban Mystica that are that are like this powerful healing thing that's going to also heal the rift in time that a scientist has created a robot scientist has created because there's a rift in time in the crater in the island and it's a whole thing there are paradox pokemon there are pokemon from the past that are like like uh, prehistoric pokemon it's like a whole thing there's a lot of stuff going on in this game Mm. sounds like it uh this game also has over 400 pokemon in it so you're ripping your hair out I have been playing for I, I'm at my my Pokemon are at like level 25, 26 right now and I have collected like seventy of these Pokemon already. Um, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, and some of them are like you can't catch them because they're in a different game. Like you have to trade across games and stuff like that. That's kind of a pain in the ass, but and some of them are legendary Pokemon. Some sure. of them are ghosts because they've died. My favorite is one <laughs> is. Just get-
1: Yeah, there's ghost Pokemon. The little the little cartoon creature gets murdered and haunts the area. No, dude, it's so much better
0: than that. There are so many. There's there's one Pokemon called Tink Tink Tinkatank or something like that that just has a giant hammer. It never evolves. The hammer just gets bigger as it like moves up, Um, (laughs) and it uses it uses like the armor from like bird Pokemon that it kills to create a hammer. Um Sounds violent. there's some dark shit. My favorite one though is there is there's there in in the very first game there is a fighting monkey called Mankey. <laughs> Mankey. And it evolves into something called Primeape. Primeape, which is like it's a fighting it's a fighting monkey pokemon. And it's known for being an angry pokemon. Well, in this game there is a a new evolution of that of Primeape called Annihilate. <laughs> The best part of this is a ghost fighting Pokemon because Primeape gets so angry it dies.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking stroke.
0: <laughs> yeah, it gets so angry it dies and you possess <gasps> its ghost and fight with its ghost
1: that's, called that's Annihilate. I, mean. I like that.
0: They're like, I mean, they're stupid. There's a bunch of stupid shit like that in it. So it's like, it's funny stuff like that, but it's been a lot of fun. And Ethan is like totally obsessed with it right now. So
1: it's been a lot of fun to play with him. Yeah, you gave him like a Pokemon encyclopedia or some shit, like a, my a mom, bestiary my mom got that for, him. for Christmas? Yeah, my mom got that for him,
0: and it's like it's like every Pokemon through generations one through eight. What generation
1: is now? Nine. Okay. So, so. where does Dragon Ball Z come into this? <laughs> it's not. Where where does Sailor Moon come into this? Uh, we were talking we were saying last night that Matt should do his hair like a little sailor moon <laughs> yeah. yeah uh Dragon Ball Z was like I couldn't get into that either and you know I know I, I know where my grudge against it started so after school like in ninth grade me and a friend of mine uh used to walk home uh he he, he lived near me because Amelia and I were already friends but you know uh, Amelia lived in Port Orange and I lived in South Daytona so we didn't always hang out after school. Yeah, and I would walk home with this kid. He was he was my friend. He actually saved my life twice. I choked on a gobstopper once, and he punched me in the stomach till I spit it out. Nice. And he he yanked me back when a car almost hit me. I was walking on the sidewalk. The car jumped the curb, and he just yanked me back. So he saved my life twice. But uh, he would he would uh, we I would always want to skate after school. Like let's go let's go to the spots. Let's let's skate. You know. And he would just he'd be like yeah 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 I can. As soon as I watch Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, they come on back to back, and he'd like pack up like four bowls. And gets so fucking stoned while he watched this shit. He could barely skate afterwards. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I was irritated by it. And then I would go hang out with Amelia after school sometimes. And she'd be watching Dragon Ball Z. Like, we can't do anything until I see. And it was like 17 episodes of this, fucking- of this Goku kid fucking charging up to kill the purple white guy, Frieza, right? Yeah. And I was just like, this is like a fucking soap opera.
0: Yeah, just... but also the thing is, is like there's, you know, you've got Krillin who throws something called a Destructo Disc, which literally cuts people in half. Like, uh, and there's, there's at one point in time, Trunks comes from the future and cuts Frieza to bits. Mm. He cuts him in half. He cuts him in half. Like, so, like, he, he, he comes down and cuts him in half and Frieza's like, what the fuck? I just got caught in half. And then he just goes,
1: and then cuts him into very, very small pieces. He turns him into ceviche well let me okay so is dragon ball z considered anime yes is pokemon considered anime yes the only anime i've ever watched was akira and i like that but that's that's it
0: dragon ball z is like entry-level uh anime but um it's and it's like yeah there's some ridiculousness in it but it's also about the like i mean goku is genuinely celebrated in japan like he has statues and like there's a goku day because dragon ball z is so important i have a dragon ball z tattoo so he's like he's like Rocky Balboa in Philly? Yes. Except in all of Japan. Imagine if it was it was Rocky Balboa in the United States.
1: <laughs> the newest episode one of the new episodes of Sunny, they're talking about like how could Rocky Balboa take like uh Connor McGregor or something? And Dennis is getting so angry. <laughs> he's like he's like, Sloan is just a meatball actor and, and Connor McGregor is an actual fighter. and then max like well why do we have statues to him in our town
0: dude that's so good i love that
1: well okay so for my number two i finally finally finished frank herbert's original dune series that's my number two you finished the last two books finished the last two books. You finished Chapter so, House. I finished Chapter House. So, here, here's here's my history with Dune. A brief history, in case anybody wonders. I always bring it up. I tried to read it years ago. Didn't uh-huh. I? Couldn't get into it. Sure. And then I heard Henry Zebrowski talking about it on the last podcast on the left, and I'm like, it sounds sounds interesting. And then I heard De- De- uh, Denive Villeneuve was making this new movie, and that was like two years before. So I get the book. And I read the first one. It takes me a year to read it because I keep putting it down and picking other stuff up. When I was finally done with it, I was like, it's good. I liked it. I liked it. I'm glad I read it so that I understand the movie better. Because I never liked Lynch's Dune. I was never into it. Sure. I see the new movie, which I talked about on the show. I was the only one in the theater on the last day of the last showing. And it was the most beautiful fucking thing. And that made me want to read the others. Dune Messiah, Children of Dune, God Emperor of Dune, Heretics of Dune, Chapter House Dune. And I said, when I got out of the theater, I'm like, I'm buying all of them tomorrow. And I can't wait to read them. And I did. And it took me from December 2021 to <laughs> December 2022 to read all five volumes. Because once again, I kept putting them down, picking other shit up, uh, finishing that, six? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's six volumes. Well, it, including the first one, it's six. Oh,
0: I see what you're saying. Okay. I but you. I had already
1: read that before the movie. And I said, I'm not reading the extra ones. But then I was like, I have to read the extra ones. So... I read, you know, I read all of them, and I just finished *Heretics* and *Chapter House*. *Chapter* or uh, *Heretics*, I took from July to November to read, because <laughs> I put it down seventy-eight times. Yes, 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 yes. You told me about that. *Chapter House*, I burned through it in less than a month, and I read like hundred and sixty pages on Christmas Day because I'm like, oh I God. want it done, I want it done. <laughs> so I'm not going to spoil the books. There'll be just some light events in the books, and I'm not spoiling the endings. I'm not spoiling major things, but I do want to talk about them real quick. So skip to one hour, 21, but head if you want to avoid spoilers for extended Dune canon. So, you know, there's time jumps in the stories, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm getting ready Huge to start God jumps. Emperor. And it's like, what, 3,500 years in the future.
1: Yeah, between children and God Emperor, there's 3,500 years. And then between God Emperor and Heretics, there's 1,500. Oh, my God. So I'm not going to say how, but Leto 2 has the the universe on a golden path. The golden path is where he's going to make humanity better. He's going to make them independent. And what he does is he is a tyrannical dictator for 3,500 years. And then when he releases his grip, they scatter. And it's called the Great Scattering. And they go out into the universe and they settle new planets and they come up with new cultures and new religions and all this new shit. And humanity is like the best of humanity doing all this shit. But well, while they're out there... Some of his fish speaker army, you know, the women warrior women that is his army, the fish speakers, they mix with some rogue Benny Gesserit and they form this new thing called the honored matres. And the honored matres are fucking wild. They're like ninja witches, sure, and they sexually enslave men. That's what ah, they do. Okay, and they also kick the shit out of you. They kick you to death. So oh. that's how they 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 have like lightning fast kicks and they just pop 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 and kill you. So. It becomes the last two books is the the struggle between the honor matres and the real benny jeseret and there's there's another duncan idaho gola because he's always there he's in every fucking book and you know he's he's sort of like they're not sure about him he's with the benny jeseret but they're like we don't know this guy could be another quesats Hatterock, he could be another fucking paul he could be another tyrant we don't want this guy but like he's valuable to them and then they got this fucking dude miles tag the Bashar he is the fucking military mind behind the Benny Gesserit okay Benny Gesserit he's like the only dude that the Benny Gesserit will truly tolerate because he's like completely for them yeah. and he's like this crazy military leader at one point Honor Matre is trying to get Duncan whatever tags protecting him tag gets captured he gets tortured his like fucking mind splits and he can see the future and he can see like movements before they happen and he literally becomes t1000 like he's an old (laughs) man like at this point in 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 the dune universe people live normally 300 standard years and he's like he's like in his 200s i think he he moves so fast they can't see him and his power is such that he literally will just chop a dude and almost cut his fucking head off with his bare hands so he escapes from this facility just fucking bare hand murdering everybody it's wild it's such a cool scene
0: Okay. And anyway, I like
1: that. the whole the whole the whole two books are about the struggle between the two. And they bring back some people, like eventually Teg's a Gola, but he's a kid. And then Duncan's an adult, but he's a gola. And Teg used to train Duncan, but now Duncan's older, so Duncan trains young Teg, and then it's his daughter becomes his mother, and it's fucking weird. And then there's the Futars, which are cat people. <laughs> oh. So during the scattering the Futars were created by the Tolelaxu to hunt the Honor Matres, but then the the Honor Matres like ended up banging a bunch of them, so like they enslaved them. No, no, was catfish people. Yeah, basically, and and like that's wild. The Futars are wild, and there's some crazy shit where the Benny Gesserit is, fights the Honor Matres, and Teg is like a little boy at this point, and he's sitting on uh he's sitting on a Benny Gesserit's shoulders, directing the troops. Like go over here, go over here, fucking go over here, fuck you! And everyone listens to him because he's the Bashar. But um, I like Dun- you go, Fuck you,
0: fuck those, go fuck those troops. Go fuck those troops. Go fuck
1: those troops. Fuck them. Then there's like a rogue uh, honor matre that like tries to sexually enslave Duncan, but Duncan's like straight up like Jason Momoa. So yeah. Duncan like does it back to her, and like they fall madly in love. Sure. <laughs> uh, but that's the- That's barely even scratching the surface. There's space Jews. In okay, in that's where the chapters come from. There are straight up, literally, interstellar Jews in chapter house. Wild, and the thing is, Scott Sightail comes back, he's a gola. Oh, remember Sightail from Doom Messiah? Yeah. Where He's trying to murder Leto 2, I think, and Paul's blind from the stone burner, and he sees him through his infant son's eyes and throws a knife through his face? Yeah. So he's back as a Gola. Sightail's back, and he's got something. He's got a secret that's going to basically allow the, the original Dune universe to be recreated anywhere. It's crazy. What? They have sandworms that they've pulled off for raucous. They're trying to create spice. Every It's, it's crazy. But here's the thing. I've just I've told you a lot of exciting things and it's not even in order. I bounced around between both books. Light spoilers, there's so much that happens. But there's also like hundreds of pages of people just talking in rooms. So Okay. The last two books are a bit of a slog. Chapter House picks up especially towards the end and I have to say I was sad when I was done. Cuz okay. this has been a journey. This has been my own golden path. <laughs> to get these books done. I never thought I would read them. I never thought I would get them done. And I never thought I would like them as much as I did. Sure. I almost lost hope during heretics, but I I soldiered on, you know, I, I was like, I was like Paul when he took the water of life, you know, I didn't become the Kwisatz Haderach, but I did manage to finish the book. Okay. So I finished it. And I have so many other books that I want to read because I was never big on like hard sci-fi or literary sci-fi until I started reading Dune. So I bought the Foundation trilogy by Isaac Asimov. I used to read Isaac Asimov short stories as a kid. Yeah, I had a stack of sci-fi magazines from from the '80s, and I would read them cover to cover all the time. Yeah, um, I got the Hyperion Cantos by Dan Simmons, which I started. Hyperion's wild. The planet Hyperion has the time tombs and these people are making this fucking pilgrimage and there's this horrible lizard bird cyborg called the Shrike who impales people on a metal tree and they take a tree ship called Yidrasil. It's literally a tree that floats through space to get to Hyperion. It's wild. So I started reading that. Those are four books. I want to read um, uh, the three body problem, which is a newer one from the 90s, which is supposed to be really good. I bought that one as well. But so Dune is six books long. Mm hmm. Frank Herbert's original series. He died, but he had the notes for Dune 7. Sure. And he had the notes that basically became the extended universe. You know how many extended universe books there are?
0: How many are there?
1: There's like 14. There's like, really? three, there's like three or four trilogies, prequel trilogies to that's Dune. That's a lot. And I bought one of them because I wanted to read about the Butlerian Jihad. So that's coming. But I have, I have book seven, which is actually split into two volumes. Hunters of Dune, sandworms of dune i have these two nice beautiful hard covers of it uh-huh and when i finished chapter house i was like whoo i can't believe i did it and i started reading hyperion and i love hyperion but i'm like fuck i really want to read the rest of them <laughs> so <laughs> i'm gonna try to read as many of them as i can and i'm starting with hunters and sandworms as soon as i'm done with hyperion which i'm 50 pages in but i'm dude there's just something about it it's an interesting... It's such an interesting universe. I mean, but it's beautifully written. It's so difficult, but I love it. I'm going to end my ramblings with two quick quotes from Chapter House. That there's so much good philosophy in it. There's so many good things in it. Like, you'll you'll start falling asleep because you're like, Odreid, can you please stop talking to Belanda about the weather? And then they say something amazing and you're like, Wow! So... Seek freedom and become captive of your desires. Seek discipline and find your liberty. Hmm. OK, I like that. And the other one, this is perfect. Beware jargon. It usually hides ignorance and carries little knowledge.
0: Oh, that's really good. That's like, I, that's like the biggest problem in my field is everybody hides behind jargon. it's like, you are stupid. I am not the river,
1: I am the net. <laughs> and that's my number two.
0: Oh, that's a good uh good i'm so glad you finished that i'm glad that you're gonna revisit that world
1: yeah i can't wait actually to get back to it and i heard hunters is difficult but sandworms is awesome so okay i'm excited
0: great great i'll add those to my list uh on my on my digital list of uh of stuff i've got to go read i won't they're just on my shelf oh okay all right um so then does that mean number ones number, one. number ones <laughs> So, as you know, I always have a record on my list. Yes. This time, this record is, I think, the way that I want to kick off my year in 2023. This is a record sure. that, that you have discussed. Um, this is a record that I have not stopped listening to since you brought it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and it is fucking wild. And that is Spirit World's Death Western. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm not joking. Yes! I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say that I have listened to this record at least forty times since we talked about it last week. <laughs> I, like that's not that's I that's not hyperbole. Like I swear. Yeah, like yeah. every time ta- every chance I get to listen to it, I'm like fucking listen to this. I got in the car with Riley and I was like, uh, I'm gonna play some country music, and immediately played uh, Moha. Was it Mojave Mojave Blood? Mojave Bloodlust. Mo- Mojave Bloodlust? I think. Yeah, yeah it's. it's I'm pulling it up right now. Um. So, yeah, Mojave Bloodlust. So I played that and she goes, oh my God, that's so basic. Cause you hear like the vulture, or the eagle in the background and like the, you yeah. know, the rattlesnake and shit. And then she's like, she's like, this isn't country. This is going to be wild in a second. And then it kicks off with that. Wee-oo! And you're like, fuck yeah, this is wild. Um. I love this record. And had I listened to this like before our records of the year so far, it would have been tied for my number one for 2022 <laughs> as well. Um, because it's it's amazing. Like, it's genuinely yeah. amazing.
1: It's a, I mean, it's a metal record. I mean, I, I feel like it's like a great thrash fucking... Just a great record. Dude,
0: every song on it's great. Uh, my favorite, I think, is still The Heretic Butcher. Yeah, that's... I one. think that's my favorite one. Um, But, you know, if you want to go listen to Crucified Heathen Scum or Moonlit Torture... <laughs> Go listen to those songs. Relic of Damnation, so good. I mean, it is genuinely just a great... It's, like, such a well-written record. And, like, from front to back, it flows so well. Like, it plays so well as, like, a full album. Like, and I think that's my favorite thing about it. It's just, like, it's... It's incredible. It's genuinely incredible. And I have no other words for it than that. I love this record. And that's my number one. I, there's nothing else to say about it. It fucking rules.
1: Everywhere I fucking ride.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I love it, man. I think it's, it's one of the best things I've heard in a long time. The one before it, Pagan Rhythms, is almost as good. It really, really? is. Yeah, it's really fucking good. The new one's the best, but like it's 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 not like a noticeable step down in quality. You're like, this is pretty fucking good. Yeah. Dude,
0: I oh god, it's so good.
1: Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we we've agreed more than normal on this episode. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit weird. I I mean, it's a new year. Well, that actually goes with my number 1. Ooh. But before I get there, I would like to say real quick, I have been laboring over um my rpgs that i've been writing and i have gotten surfborg into a a place of nigh completion and i'm very happy about it and in the new year we will be bringing surfborg to you uh, <laughs> once it's once it's play tested there will be a a players core rule book with two scenarios characters all kinds of customization options the uh, same uh, same with my other game that I've been working on, Abattoir. I have great plans for that. Expansions, supplements, scenarios, all kinds of things are coming. I've been working on that pretty hardcore since I finished Surfborg. And in the distance, there is, much like your number one, there is uh, some Mojave Bloodlust coming because the penultimate game that I'm going to be planning for for quite a while, now that I'm going to have two literal like i've written two rpgs within this system under my belt it's a horror western and i am beyond excited because i have so many plans for it i've been writing notes and notes and notes your mom gave me a journal last year along with that delicious bottle of whiskey that you gave me yeah i have filled it with notes yeah and then i i i I, like i have filled it with notes and then i type those notes and then i create things and i'm very psyched on it yeah it's called calborg Cowboy, yes. (laughs) That is important to me, and it is fun, and I'm very proud of it. But my number one is my thing that I am the most psyched on. It is my thing that I am happiest about at the moment. And that is, I had a really good Christmas. I'm so glad. I love that. (laughs) I didn't have a really good Christmas last year. (laughs) It was a bit of a downer. Yeah. But I credit my Christmas uh, not only to Lou, my girlfriend, and her family, also to my parents, even though they don't celebrate Christmas, but also to my friends. Because Mm -hmm. I, I, I have been surrounded by people who care about me and all of my good friends and loved ones for the past week. I still have a few days left of vacation, but... You know, I did Christmas morning at Lou's house. We exchanged gifts. We had a great time. We ate breakfast together. We did Christmas Eve together. You know, we had a fire in the fireplace. It was really nice. And right. I haven't. I don't know. It just. I, I was very content. I felt very at home, and it was very nice. And then, of course, my parents did a little. They did a little Hanukkah thing, and I ate dinner with them, and that was really nice. We hung out. We talked and uh enjoyed ourselves, I like get we and then Lou and I gave them some presents, and they were very she got my mom this awesome painting that she really loves and i and we got my dad this big uh quicksilver straw hat that he wears in the yard <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> fucking loves it um and then, of course, you know, we got to hang out. It was you and Callista, it was uh Jesse and Chloe, that was at least on Christmas. I got to see them. Mm-hmm. all the kids were everywhere, your mom and your dad that was great. And then, you know, we, we played charades. Out. We played charades. We all went out for <laughs> dinner. So I got to see Chris and Jane. I got to see Casey and Jackie. I got to see Matt and Jenny, because they're in town. And of course, you and Callista. And it's just been a really nice, a nice, <laughs> nice two weeks off from work. It's been a nice holiday season. I can be a bit of a fucking dick about things sometimes is i'm very i can be very critical i can be a little tough to deal with but i was surrounded by all my friends and all my loved ones and i just i i even wrote it down on my whiteboard on my fridge like what i need to remember and appreciate so i love that it was really nice everything has been great for the past couple of weeks and uh yeah so there you go. Merry Christmas. You filthy animals.
0: Merry Christmas to you too. Um, you're not invited next year. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fun. It was, it, we had a lot of fun. I think it was still really funny. Like we were kind of joking last night. Um, cause Amber came out too. So we had like a pretty mm-hmm. big party of people. Yeah, Amber
1: came out. I haven't seen Amber in probably 12 years or more. Yeah.
0: yeah now she's like, uh, that like she's like den. saving people's lives and shit.
1: Yeah. Why?
0: Um, yeah, no, it was great. And, like, that that we ended up uh, crashing Riley's work to go uh, get dessert.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got dessert, all 11 of us. And, you know, I thought it was really funny. Like, when we walked into your house on Christmas uh, night, <laughs> I had the bottle of Patron for your mom. Uh-huh. And she's like, ooh, hey, you want to do some shots? <laughs> 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 I was like, yes, Peanut. Yes, I do. Of course I do. Christmas shots. But... Um, yeah, I had a great time. Good, it's I been it. great. So you know, I think Chris leaves tomorrow, which is a shame. I didn't get to see him today, but yeah, always great to see Chris and Jane. Um, Matt and Jenny are here for a couple of days. We, we we got to spend some time with them last night. You know, Lou met Chris. Lou met Matt, and it, it, it was it was fun. All right. Well, these are good lists. I like it. This was a really
0: great way to kick off the year. So do you want to do our? We do you want to run down the lists? Yeah, run down the lists. Number five, 1984, Suck Down Your Victory Gin. Number four, Terminator 2, Chill Out, Dickwad. Number three, Children of Dune, The Sandman Worm Cometh. Number two, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Dogfighting for Kids. And Spirit World, Death Western, I've seen rivers of blood spilled in your name. I've felt the loneliness and I've felt the pain. There's godliness in a cold, dead heart where there is no faith. Where the devil, that's when the devil takes charge. Ah, so good.
1: Just remember, that's the guy that wrote Hammer Lane Crew. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, same guy. That's okay. This this is much better.
1: HLC, motherfucker what? (laughs) HLC, you can't stop us. Yeah, same guy. Okay, number five, my new iPhone. They've got me in the net. Number four, the Callisto Protocol. Bash a mutated corpse zombie with an electric police baton. For Jesus. (laughs) Number four, minimizing the digital bullshit. Get it out of here. Number two, finishing Frank Herbert's original Dune series. Uproot your questions from the ground and the dangling roots will be seen. More questions. Number one, Christmas with my loved ones. It was nice. Gross.
0: (laughs) Yuck. Ow. All right. Well, uh, now that we're at the end of the episode, uh, we can probably go ahead and shout out the patrons. Patrons. Mike Osborne, Laura Crosby, Kate Neal, Amelia Andrews, Matthew Fisher, Jessica Crane, Mario Cipriano, Christian Purley, Nancy Crozier, Emily Lawson, Justin Marco, Casey Crawford, Brian Stewart, Tyler Lagasse, Joe Regano, Bob Hughes, Carissa Crabtree, and Sam Kuby. We got so many folks now.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Patrons, um, the actual proper uh, hardcore hangover will start in the new year. I'm not sure what date it will be, but the episode's already recorded. I just want to stack a couple so I don't let you down. But um, I got the inaugural episodes coming out, The Promise by Ringworm. There's already a false start episode up right now if you want to take a listen. I thought it was fun. And I did send you guys a link for the RSS feed. So you can listen to any audio that we put on Patreon but you have to copy that link into your podcast player. You're probably going to have to look it up how to do it. I had to do it for my RSS feeds. But it is possible so that you don't have to log into the fucking Patreon app. I hope it works. If it doesn't, I probably can't help you. I can just send it again. So yeah, uh, I just, think, just uh, let me know if I have to do that again.
0: <laughs> I think M will be stoked about that because she was saying that she can't listen to the Patreon yeah. stuff.
1: I I forgot because me, when I did the Tim Dillon and the last podcast Patreons, I'm like, I don't want to fucking log into Patreon every time. I just want to listen to my uh, my thing. So it's possible. You can do it. I sent you guys the link. I hope it works. So, as far as announcements go,
0: um we are gonna have a better schedule for release stuff, so like we're gonna have uh like since this is a new year, we're gonna be releasing things more rapidly um more effectively. I've got a better system on my end to kind of manage all that um and I haven't shared it with Mikey yet, so Mikey doesn't know, but we are gonna have a business meeting to talk about this at some point in time Ooh. um because we also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine at least nine new books that we've got planned to release next year um so we have some a lot of cool things happening and so we're gonna really make sure that we're doing this right by y'all um you know with all the podcasts that we've got and all the the book stuff that we've got and all the new merch that we're talking about doing um i think riley's gonna do some merch for us that's gonna
1: be really fun and cool um so we've got some cool stuff that's coming up Yeah, Young Till I'm Old is approved and ready to go. We're going to do pre-orders soon, right? We're going to do
0: likely pre-orders probably this week, actually.
1: Okay, awesome. Uh, And also, the horror anthology is complete. We just have to design the cover i have to design the cover. <laughs> yeah i was i'm waiting on the authors to approve the final draft no one has said shit to me which means it's probably approved but they have until the end of next week and then it's gonna be ready i'm so stoked and then we'll have a release date for that as well yes all that check the instagram and all that bullshit yeah all right well that's gonna do it for us this week and we're gonna be back next week with something i don't know it's the new year so until then Another night this week Hail Dwyd! Hail Dwyd! And goodnight Taco Bell Joe wherever you are. Taco Bell Joe has rung in the new year and he is relaxing. I hope he's on vacation. Buddy, I got my feet kicked up uh, on the ottoman and I'm watching old episodes of Barney Miller. Barney Miller? That's what I'm doing buddy, watching Barney Miller. That Abe Vigoda, he's uh, Oh, he's a stitch buddy! I've never seen that. How have you never seen Barney? It's a 70's cop comedy. From the, from, it's a 70s New York cop comedy. That's how I haven't seen it. It's right up my alley. It's great. It's you ever watched Nick at Night a, as a kid? No. No, oh, buddy. No. I feel sad no. for you, buddy. Nobody watched Nick at Night as a kid. <laughs> I did. You, yeah, you did. Nobody did that. I have entire episodes of All in the Family Committed to Memory. I can't even fucking handle that. Like, that <laughs> is, that is,
0: that is mind-blowing to me.
1: Eat it, eat it. Where's my beer? Eat it. Was I... the meathead sitting in
0: my chair? My dad, though, no, if I would have watched *Nick at Night* as a kid, my dad would have made fun of me. Yeah, well, he'd be like, "You fucking nerd." I watch Go, go throw a baseball, and I'd be like, "No, dad, I want to read and watch. I want to
1: watch old sitcoms." And he would just make fun of me, so that's why I stayed in my room. I was raised on '70s movies that were too adult for me and sitcoms from the '70s and the '80s that were too old for you. Yeah, that's why I am where I am. Uh, no, it makes sense. I know that. Yeah, it makes sense, buddy. Now I'm talking to the other guy. I usually just talk to you, but I'm talking to him now. But I got, I got, I gotta got go. Uh, ah, bye. I got
0: want to find us on social media you can find us on instagram at i don't want to hear a pod you can find us on twitter at idwhi podcast you can find us on facebook at i don't want to hear a podcast check out our website at I don't want to hear it podcast.com. and if you follow the link it came from the beach you can hear all our old bands and the bullshits that we did you can check out our publishing company at wndpress.com and if you would like to submit a work or get published with us uh, you can email us at info at WNDpress.com. If you'd like to reach the show, you can email us at idwhipodcast at gmail.com. Send us your feedback. Send us your information. Let us know what you think. Please consider supporting the show. Check out our patron. You get all kinds of cool bonuses, including discounts on merchandise. You get bonus episodes like our Play It Loud and our Talk Among Us episodes and all kinds of goodies. We make a bunch of playlists for you all to find us. It'll be great.